Shuffle. Shuffle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Kill Shuffle. Yes, 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 yes. I'm Donald. I'm Dylan. And we have another packed show this week. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't contain it. It's, I've just given up on the dream of this of this being like a really tightly curated four album show. It's just never going to happen. It's just been a crazy year. We've got too much to tackle because we skip a week and then everything yeah, piles up. It does. It's a car crash of great music. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a six car pileup um, of excellent music. So yeah. today on the show, we're going to talk about, I suppose first we're going to kick things off by talking about new singles from uh, Scars on Broadway, or excuse me, Darren Malakian and Scars on Broadway yeah. <laughs> and Dear on Grey. And then we're going to look at new albums from a, a perfect circle God is an astronaut giraffes giraffes uh, Janelle Monet and Tesseract and then we're also going to take a look back at uh, Stay Gold by Neon Bunny which yeah. I believe came out in 2015 yeah recent one and you uh, 2016 I guess for us okay oh yeah sure 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 because yeah. Korea has earlier release dates for Korean music mm-hmm. great um, that is far too much to tackle in an hour so we should just get going yeah but first, but first, a, bit, a few single and <laughs> A word from our sponsors. Yeah. Um, myself and Dylan, as you will probably know from listening to the show before, Are we expecting. <laughs> or, well, actually, it's been delivered. Uh, we, yeah, we, yeah. We've delivered an EP, uh, boy. as part of our band Revival Mode. It's called "Have You Thought About Glasses." Um, there's, there's three tracks. It's kind of two up-tempo, rocky numbers, and then one kind of slow jam. Yeah. Um, we've worked on them for the last two years give or take mm-hmm. and uh, we went into the studio I guess we would talk about that in the show as well we went into the studio back in February and it's just been spitballing ideas back and forth and mixes and things like that and it's gotten to the point where we're super super happy with it yeah I'm I'm proud of it not just because it's just a thing I brought out it's objectively yeah. great <laughs> I'll, I'll review it now speak for yourself I also think it's great yeah um, yeah so we're very proud of it we're not gonna we're not gonna be so self-indulgent as to review it on the show but we would really like for you to listen to it um, if you like what we do at Kill Shuffle and you tend to agree with the albums that we like here on the show I think you'll probably like our music yeah it's too. an amalgamation of all the things we rate 10 and above yeah <laughs> and above yeah. so yeah I sing and play uh, rhythm guitar and, and Dill plays lead guitar so there's a lot of the two of us yeah, on the I whisper EP. as well <laughs> oh yeah there is Dylan does have a whispering cameo yeah. at one point that you should watch out for it's like a where's Wally for mm-hmm, your ears mm-hmm. so yeah so like once one more time and we'll move on uh, it's called Have You Thought About Glasses three track EP and our band is called Revival Mode two words you yeah. can find us on Spotify SoundCloud Bandcamp Google Play Music Deezer iTunes anything you want okay and before the big stuff yes let's talk about the singles that came out that are big sure yeah yeah so the biggest I guess just because it represents uh, crawling out from under a 10 year hidey hole Ish. given um, that Scars on Broadway's album came out in 2008 is uh, the newly rebranded Darren Malakian and Scars on Broadway yes, song. from an album he recorded in 2012 that's interesting yeah so they've been sitting on this material for that he long has, yeah Really? As, as a just-in-case system are not picking it up, he's gonna. Yeah, that's that's what he did. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, and they're working on another. They're they're heading to the studio now to do the third album, which will be out pretty soon as well. Scars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he he recorded everything himself as well. Okay. This album coming up. Um, so keeping that in mind. You give me your you give me your initial thoughts before um, I go in on this one. It's a lot more systemy than Scarsy. Um, yep. That makes sense? Yeah. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, I like it a lot more. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> okay. it's very catchy. It's got a great video with Armenian dancers mm. dancing to it. It's 
Um, I'm not sure if you've seen the video or not. I have not. Okay, but it's worth it. Um, just a great celebration song slash tribute to Armenia. And I, I, I like the concept of it. I think it, it wears thin a bit fast. It's a bit too long. I think you could take about a minute and a half off it. Sure. But from... I, I, I like it. I like what Darren does. I like how he plays. <laughs> I like how he sings. There's nothing nothing incredible about it so I'll take it yeah I think you- I think it does really sound like um, somebody writing like a system of a down parody song almost like it just sounds like a mishmash of <sighs> of all of the elements especially like Toxicity la- era yeah and a bit of the last album yeah um, and the, and a bit of the, yeah like the kind of mesmerized hypnotized sound as well I just think it re- it's odd that the first material we're hearing from the system of a down camp in 10 years is so derivative and plums their back catalogue so shamelessly mm. in a way like even the rhymes that he makes on the like I feel like Darren Malakian has rhymed let's get high and no need to justify on like at least three songs yes. and the other thing as well is listen you know, I we are a we all believe the Armenian genocide happened. It's a super important mm-hmm. issue, and and I think it's fantastic that System of a Down continue to push that in their music and everything. But the way that he deals with it, just as a sort of lazy rhyme mm-hmm. in this song, it, is probably the least. Um, I would say it's definitely the least powerful song that uh, anyone from the System Camp has written about the genocide at this point. And the riff just again reminds me of the songs mm. that I didn't particularly dig off Toxicity, like mm. you know Jet and um, uh, what's what's the other uh, X and there's one other one that I don't uh, like so much off that album. But you know it's it a bit of War as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of the rhythm, sure. I I'm I'm a little disappointed, but I didn't expect I didn't wasn't expecting too much because I didn't love Scars on Broadway. But I think it's better. Yeah, I just like the flavor. I like I like the way. It sounds yeah like it's from a certain kind of music and not just rock i mean that's the style you get from darren and serge yeah. so. i just think darren needs serge i like that's uh-huh. just my opinion uh-huh. and that's totally i mean yeah. there's loads of big scars and broadway's fans mm-hmm. out there i think i'd like serge's solo stuff a lot more yes. all the way through me too um yeah me too i'm glad you like it though and i and, I, and i'm looking forward to hearing it in the context of the album because i think there was mm-hmm. some really good stuff on that first scars and broadway album but i just think this to me sounds like something that has been sitting on a hard drive for 2012 with good enough reason. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's move on. You're far more qualified to talk about this than me, Dil, so I'm going to let you take the helm on Deron Gray's new double A side, which is called, let me find it here so you can make a stab at pronouncing it. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah, Ningen uh, wo Kaburu, which is human suffering. Suffering with humans. Okay. So it's. This this is this eat little EP is two two newish new songs. Okay. Saying newish, but anyway, uh, and then one live uh, live performance of their last single, and this is the first single for a new album in two years. Okay. The last single for the upcoming album was two years ago, mm. which is crazy, I, because they usually come out pretty frequently with albums. Um, but uh, yeah, this is an interesting little one considering uh, a lot of their previous stuff has sounded um. Actually, before that, I'll backtrack a bit. Okay, first song, pretty genuinely new song. Second song is mm. the first a, re- a recreation of the first song they ever recorded. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's twen- interesting. Twen- tw- a twenty-year anniversary album. Okay. So with extra guts and heaviness, um, less less in the J rock vein and more the J metal vein. 
yeah. of things. Um, so that's where they're coming from with this. I think it, it, they're 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 like going to the roots a bit more because the last few albums have been very wall of reverb kind of like um, atmospheric just, almost, just almost like heavy heavy metal in like a church on a snowy mountain. Mm. And this is not quite that. This is more kind of hard, almost hardcore. Yeah, this you know? feels a little more commercial or something. Yeah. In a good way. The singles are like that. Yeah. The last single was kind of like this. I think this is kind of coasting off that, but this has a more raw guts to it. Okay. Um, I think it's, I think it's pretty damn awesome. I, yeah. I, I love the vocals in this. Yeah, he's a very talented guy. I think I think I need the context of a, like a full album just to mm-hmm. to pass judgment on it. But like I perfectly thought it was very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll definitely cover. I, it I like it the kind of pseudo pseudo rapping. Yeah, 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 to yeah, it. yeah. And then it just hammers on the bass a bit. And yeah, um, that's the first one. What do you think about the remake without listening to the original? Um, I it didn't it didn't sound to me like a song that was twenty years old. It sounds very fresh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I love. I love the chorus to that. Mm. Um, that sounds kind of kind of anime-ish. Yeah, I, I love the way the song ends as well, with with just its its balls on the on the highway, <laughs> <laughs> battered and bloody. Yeah, just how it amps <laughs> up, like every every half second. It's great. Awesome. So I um, hope you like that. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Um, I really did. It, so that that's uh, bodes well for a new Dear on Grey. Yeah, album, my, which my, we're which we're expecting this year. Yeah. Are I we? Think, uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> Probably October, I'd get, my guess would be. Okay. Awesome. All right, let's move on um, to our first album review of the week. Mm-hmm. This one is a big one. It's For some people, it's the biggest album release in 14 years. Probably. Uh, it's Eat the Elephant by A Perfect Circle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we haven't had a, a new Perfect Circle album for a very, very long time. A lot, a lot of people just kind of lost hope. Yeah, you know, um, especially considering that the last studio release from a Perfect Circle was a covers album. Well, people were ex- people were losing hope, but they were expecting a new Perfect Circle album since they reunited in 2013, 2012. Yeah, because they released a whole load of CDs of their live performances, like live at Red Rocks. Yeah, live live DVD for each album. Right, and then a new song, which was called Buying Down. And that came out in this album called Buying Down the River. The River, yes. So they, they recreated the song that they brought out to announce their reuni- uh, reunite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's very interesting how this came to be. Yeah, because uh, I mean, so A Perfect Circle, which this is something that I didn't know, having been, uh, we, we actually did A Perfect Circle Mer de Nam on yeah. uh, our retrospective uh, ages ago, like probably like six months ago, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. And I remember just not not diving so much into the history of the band but more so just enjoying the music for what it was and I, I listened back to that album again this weekend it is just phenomenal it's just an mm. incredible album and what I didn't know until I sort of did the deep dive on this album was that Billy Howardell is basically the the meat and bones of of A Perfect Circle mm-hmm. he writes mm-hmm. all the music and then yeah. Maynard comes Maynard, in a bit as well yeah Maynard sprinkles in like mm-hmm. commentary and, and vocal melodies he's and very, lyrics on top from what I've heard he's very good at his feedback yeah, yeah, but um, what I what I got from this um, album was that it, it sounds like <laughs> Billy Howardell was chomping at the bit to get moving on it since two thousand and eight, mm-hmm. and for the last ten years, Maynard James Keenan has been more or less like very much off the grid, uh, working on his he, vineyard. He's been dealing with like five things at once, and yeah, 
And, and doing that as a 50-year-old man is not not easy. Yeah, like, it just, it basically sounds I'm like sure. it, it, the kind of, you know, the kind of relationship where one person is, like, sending, like, three texts in a row and will show up to every date 25 minutes early, and the other person is just kind of, yeah, I, I like you, but I don't like like you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, in any case, they finally managed to mm-hmm. get the ball rolling in, yeah. like, 20, 2016 um, or so. Um, unfortunately, before, before, do I talk about the album? Of course. With the live regrouping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James Eha can perform with them because he's playing with the re, uh, reunited Smashing Pumpkins correct he's their guitarist and now um, Failure's guitarist is the touring guitarist Ken Andrews no, no, or, oh no. sorry oh um, um, Greg yeah Greg yeah. oh okay alright yeah, Greg, Greg Edwards Greg so, Edwards yeah, so yeah. that's an awesome mix that is cool you see the thing uh, about that as well is, which was another thing I didn't realise mm-hmm. aside from Billy, it being basically the Billy Harrodell show is that uh, it, James Eha does nothing on this album like he's not he does not he does not feature mm-hmm. here um which I suppose, you know, just is an interesting way to colour how I listen because maybe the first couple of times I was trying to hit, pick out some mm-hmm. Smashing Pumpkins style things, but there's not really, yeah, he's course. not there. There is a bit of feedback. He's, of a, he's the touring guitarist. Because it sounds like him live. Like it, it unquestionably sounds like his unique guitar style yeah. live. And that's always going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. like that's a different flavour that he's going to bring to the live mix. Yeah. Um. So that that's something that I don't have any experience with. But anyway, that's all as much to say that, um, you know, we we're finally arrive at Eat the Elephant. Yeah. And Ooh. what, you know, <laughs> Dylan, you're the super fan here. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, I just maybe pick apart like your initial reactions to the record and then how you feel it's aging as the kind of week and a half since it's come out has gone on well i I think the best thing to do with it with this kind of thing is to sound as different as you can from the um from the origin of your uh albums like from 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 14 years ago like try and get away as far as you can from that okay but still and what was that like what was the sound it just for those of you who aren't familiar with the perfect circle what was the sound that made them famous well i'm not gonna say it was angsty because it was very mature off the bat, mm. but it was it was more angsty. You know, it was coming off of um, fucking Anima and and a lot of a lot of stuff Maynard had done and finished off and wanted to take a break from. Mm. So it totally repainted the soundscape of of new rock in the two thousands. Yeah, like it's. I, it, I think it's. I, res- I don't think res- it, ex- yeah. it was a response to the to the hard rock era of the nineties. Yeah, like it yeah. it exists in the same sphere as Tool in terms of being. I would say like it's not progressive metal, but it's definitely progressive hard rock. Mm-hmm. Um, super textured, um, generally quite insightful lyrics, huge melodic choruses, but all with mm-hmm. a sort of I I don't know like a a sheet or like a uh, what would you call it. The sprinkling of um, like maybe a water hosing of reverb more so. There's like an ethereal kind of yeah yeah otherworldliness to it. I guess yeah. that's what that's what I'm that's what I'm searching yeah, for. Yeah, with with a, a a Starship Enterprise control panel worth of yeah. like settings for guitar tones. Yeah, and reverb. It's it's it was surprising. It like was it's surprising. a times heavy and delicate. Yeah. That's kind of what mm-hmm. Meridian was anyway. Yeah. And sometimes all at once. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I don't I don't really know the thirteenth step so much the second one but that that kind of I, that's my favorite one okay I, awesome them, yeah um, that's that m- one m- pulled m- back a little bit in some aspects but pushed forward in others right yeah yeah definitely definitely okay. um, worked more on the ideals and the emotions and how everything connects yeah um, a bit a bit of a concept um, that one's my favorite one okay of all of them and this one's even more different uh, they did yeah. they did a live uh, they did a covers album 
as well. That's right. Yeah, which is really cool. Has, yeah. Has tons of cool little bits. Um, and I think that was kind of, that cover album is the closest thing you get to this. Yeah. I'm not sure if you heard heard it. I haven't heard that one, no. Yeah, it's great. Um, and this one came along and oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so get, well, like initial reactions, I guess. And Yeah, initial reactions. Um, uh, a lot of emotion. Mm. A, a lot of a lot of emotion I wasn't prepared for. Um, it's def def for me. It's definitely um, I don't know, sixty odd minutes of of absolutely bawling your eyes out, almost because it doesn't it it's not full on emotion for that long. I mean, okay. it, it comes back with songs like Feathers, but um, right off the bat, it's really setting a this is a different mm. deal with. The first song does not have the full band really in mm. in tenth gear. Yeah, you kick mm. off with uh, "Eat the Elephant," which is almost a very, like a, a very, a very somber warning. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, I almost "Mouse on the Keys" is like the only uh-huh. um, touch point for that one that I could hear. It's 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 sort of a piano jazz yeah. inspired track, like mm-hmm. a like a real creeping ominous lonely ballad, bar, lonely empty bar. There's a guy on a piano and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a lot like that. Super interesting fact about that one, "Eat the Elephant" mm-hmm. for starters, was that it was supposed to be on the the last Linkin Park album, believe it or not. I shouldn't me. Yeah, oh yeah, it began it began as a track that Billy Harrodell worked on for wow. uh, Chester Bennington to sing over, and then the the t- they Linkin Park parted ways with yeah. the song when they felt like it wasn't poppy enough for yeah. more light. And we, you've heard what we had to say about that album, but <laughs> rest in peace, Chester. So uh, basically what he did was he took it back to Maynard. Maynard stripped out pretty much everything except like the bass melody and they worked on it from there. Yeah, like this full band thing, just take it all back to pianos and drums. Yeah, and that's, I mean... And, and yeah. then this is that's the thesis of this album. Right, yeah. It's, and then it's add the rest. Very much a piano and drums driven record. That's a good, that's mm-hmm. a very good insight. Yeah. 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 And then gradually m- more, more, um, more piecing out where the heaviness fits and why the heaviness needs to fit mm. instead of just putting it anywhere. Right, because the whole um, thing uh, was written this time, which is a new process for them, was written entirely on piano and keyboard. Yeah. Um, and it's omnipresent. I think there's, hardly a moment when there isn't if there, if there isn't a piano there's a synthesizer you know it's yeah. like the I, whole I, way through yeah I don't think So Long and Thanks for thanks for All the Fish has piano too much at least for the start oh man well that one pretty much has the whole orchestra yeah no that's full on like that's yeah <laughs> that's yeah the yeah, most yeah, full yeah, on yeah. this gets <laughs> um, um, yeah so you know that like that that that, that one is uh, yeah. is definitely uh, like a ticker tape parade as, yeah. as Maynard sings on the song but yeah, yeah. We we'll, we'll, we'll quickly go through like the disillusion and stuff. Um, yeah, how's that for you? Well, as, um, as, because it's a pretty long song off the bat, right? Yeah, that's. Mm. I mean, that's a. It's a very. It's quite a long lead-in period, I guess, that the album has in terms of, in terms of eat the elephant, uh, disillusion, the contrarian, contrarian, and then into the doom. Like you've kind of got like a block of nearly fifteen minutes at the start. Yeah, which it's is, a very weird way to structure. An yeah. album from the get-go. I haven't, I haven't really heard it since the last Perfect Circle album, or maybe the first one, Murder okay. Noms. Yeah, had very kind of um, like Magdalena was kind of like a creepy thing, kind of like the Contrarian is. Yeah, they they work with that. They bring yeah they yeah. they they don't like they don't get a chance to sort of bring in any heaviness or 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 distorted guitars or anything really until 
until the doomed kicks in and yeah. like so the minute and a half into the doom so mm. it is it is an interesting lead-in i suppose for the album and does set the tone of a much mellower mm-hmm. a perfect circle yeah um, and a much more i would say a much more maynard driven a perfect circle as well yeah d- definitely dealing with with grief of the world and and concepts like that which makes it a pretty sad album yeah so in a way so yeah actually talk, reflective to, me, talk album, to me about so. about how you interpreted the the lyrics and the vocals in general because That's this hard. is very much like the last the last of perfect circle album was a was a collection of mm-hmm. protest songs and i think so is this it's just their original material protest yeah. songs you know because like if you look if you look at the running order almost every single track deals with a specific issue you know disillusion i think that's, I think that's the that's the uh the whole topic base of right. this it's, it's modern very modern issues yes 10 years down the line yeah so it's just an evolution of what they do right exactly not just treading on on stale water so you know disillusioned is people's obsession with technology the contrarian is about donald trump yeah, it is the doomed is about um i suppose the trickle-down economics policies mm-hmm. of wealth inequality yeah. so long thanks for all the fish is, is basically it's the end of the world and we know it but we're the this, modern all the celebrities t- are yeah. taking yeah. the easy way out and yeah. getting off this planet while they still can yeah yeah um talk talk is about gun control mm-hmm. uh and then it, it then i sort of start to lose a focus on exactly what he's talking about in the rest of the album yeah um, it, it starts i think it starts getting personal that yeah exactly and uh, apart from uh, our the, hourglass being hourglass and get the let out being the two sort of standout um yeah. issue songs on the second half um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean like just just to quickly chime in on on that i think the greatest triumph lyrically and vocally on this album is feathers because okay yeah yeah because i mm-hmm. i that appeals to me in a way that the other songs don't necessarily in terms of like the lyrics are less transparent. It's conne- it's connected somewhat to personal experience. Yeah, which is great. And mm-hmm. like I think, and I and I've always enjoyed what Maynard has done when it's that dark, introspective, that kind of sets your teeth on edge a little mm-hmm. bit. And he he uses imagery really well in yeah. that song. Uh, Pussifer has a good bit of that. Yeah, modern uh, later latest albums, and, and and probably also a lot of the stuff that he does with Tool. Um, yeah. So I think that song uh, is really like a resounding success because it sounds it just the mix on it is phenomenal. The guitars are in right in the right place. Yeah. Um. I think it sounds. Yeah. I think Feathers is is, is an excellent track. I'm less enamored of the the bold faced political stuff. How did you feel about it? I think it's the best kind of bold faced political stuff we mm-hmm. can get. Okay. Lately, um, bands uh, bands like Walsh Sleeps do it as well. Yeah. Like this. This is the highest. Le- not not as nasal gazing as it has been with some bands. But, yeah, um, maybe that's just the di- the difference not, between you and I. Like I personally on the prefer level. the the approach that like say a band like Everything Everything or even a Shikari take where like uh, they use especially Everything yeah. Everything just because I know I know into Shikari do take a more direct route, but th- where they almost like twist ideas and turn them into something where they're barely recognizable but once it you once it clicks you go oh my god and it makes you think about something in a whole new way mm. this feels much more direct like yeah like hammer meat nail which is which is fine mm. but um it, you know it doesn't necessarily hit home as hard for me that's all i'd say yeah i think it gets to the point pretty well there's less confusion you know yeah 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 true 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 i, th- true, I think true. i think 
<laughs> out of all this year really calls for uh, something being a direct message such as this. Yeah. You know, no bullshitting. Yeah, and, and you know, there's certain parts like I think the, 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 the verses on the doomed are nicely acerbic and I love how that song just ramps up. There's yeah. a tendency in this album to ramp it up all the way to the very end. Like, and then keep pull the rug it. out from under you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the only thing. On the doomed, I mean, I, I was ready. First time I heard the Doom, we've had the Doom for a while, yeah. but that uh-huh. when he comes in with "fuck the new, you're on your own," I was ready for the yeah. thing to like explode into a million pieces, and it just yeah. ends. Well, I, I love that. <laughs> it's just subversion of expectations, which, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. which is I love when artists do that mm. um, because the rest of the album still has great stuff to come. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Give long, me some of your highlights. Uh, so long and thanks for all the fish was the highlight for me. That's that's your highlight. That that's just like nothing they've done before. Um, yeah, I, I haven't think. heard much like it before. Full stop. No. Mm-hmm. Um, um, very very musical yeah huge it almost sounds like if somebody made like a like a sugary version of Depeche Mode yeah you know like it almost mm-hmm. sounds like a major version of Depeche Mode yeah yeah and it is that probably the best use of the word bravissimo in oh, musical yeah. history um. <laughs> bravissimo bravissimo yeah. which is which is cool yeah I could do with less of the timps actually m- most of the orchestrations on this album because I think the core musical unit is so strong it is it is um, that they don't necessarily need it I, but I, yeah I think it emphasizes it a little a little nicer mm from from because they've done that before in their other albums like yeah, they've, yeah, they've yeah, kept yeah, yeah. it bandwise and now they're bringing it up yeah okay so that 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 makes the album a little more distinct from the others yeah that's true mm-hmm. that's true that's true Plus, it does like might as well have an album you do for once with an orchestra like yeah yeah it yeah, would yeah. be a dream um you know? yeah no so, so long thanks for all the fish definitely has like a a real burrow into your brain yeah quality to it, <laughs> it's, no question. It's, a, it's an absolute earworm yeah yeah um, yeah 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 and uh how do you, I mean, he's, he's shouting out David Bowie yeah. and Carrie Fisher, yep. Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Who else? Oh, there's a few others. <laughs> there's a few others. I can't remember. Yeah, um, there's another person. Uh, Gene Wilder. Yeah, Gene Wilder. Yeah. Um, Willy Wonka. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I think I think that's treated with um, as quite tastefully, actually. It is. Because he names their characters and just sort of... Says it, and it's keeping well. personal, but in a different kind of way. Yeah. Not yeah. a lot of bands do tributes to non-music things like that in right. music. I've seen a little bit of criticism for those lines, but actually, I think they're, uh, I think those are handled quite well, to be really? honest. Really, what kind of criticism? Just that, just that. It, you know, I, I I have seen criticism of just the general hot takes on this album, just being a little bit uh, grumpy old man. Well, he <laughs> is. He, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he is. He can like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of guy he is. Yeah, he's a trolling fifty-year-old man, and he right, loves it. He right, loves, right. he loves it. <laughs> you know, I mean, there, you do, I do get a sense sometimes of goddamn kids, yeah. put your phone down. Yeah, like yeah. bloody Republicans, Democrats, who can tell the difference? Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, it really depends on how bought in you are into yeah. like the the concept and the message and all the rest of it. Like that's mm-hmm. at the end, like that is gonna make or break it for you. Yeah, it's a pretty necessary album. Um, what did you think of, uh, what did you think of um, Hourglass? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cause that's uh, a real curveball. That's like their industrial banger. It is. It reminded me of, here's a weird one. Uh, this is the new shit by Marilyn Manson. You ever remember that song? Yeah, man. There's a bit of like, I sca- love scat- this scatological <laughs> rapping to it in a way. Like, like just play, just a lot of like, um, I quite play li- on words with like rhythmically you know I quite literally have written down Marilyn Manson vocals in the verse right here so yeah, yeah, yeah. you're you're spot re- on the re- money really there. eerie interesting almost I'd almost say 
Um, well, it begins with a Nero. I mean, it sounds it like is. In Circles by Nero. Yeah, pro- start, prodigy, yeah, Prodigy meets Nero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it gets really eerie. Meets like Nine Inch Nails, mm-hmm. meets Marilyn Manson. I have, I have one issue. I think the bass line under it mm-hmm. sounds a bit like the... Um, it sounds a bit like some of the bass lines from before in the album. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just kind of the way it lands on a root, on a root note. It okay. was a weird, really weird nitpick. I just picked up on it. I was like, this sounds... Everything sounds completely it's different. Like it sounds a little off, like but, but, jarring against the rest? Or? Um, no, just the bass line sounds similar to the other songs that have been played. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But everything else sounds really different. I didn't so. notice that in Hourglass, although I did notice that the harp plays a riff that is very reminiscent of The Doomed at the start of the contrarian i always think that it's yeah. i always did that bloom, 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 bloom. maybe always, that's intentional hopefully that's intentional because they're the songs are right next to each other so yeah. um uh, has done that stuff with that before with their recent album yeah very true very true uh, reoccurring theme just on the hourglass on hourglass again i think musically that's the most exciting interesting moment on the album um because i think there's a lot of exciting moments but that's what that's that's a high one as well yeah, yeah. Um, i just don't understand why he needs to say republicrat because i just think that's i just literally if he'd said republican there because he says he says the 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 Mm. refrain is kind of democrat breaks down to aristocrat breaks down to oligarch breaks down to and then instead of saying republican breaks down to where it would have just passed me by he goes republicrat which i think is such a A little willfully ignorant way to look at politics it is it's it's there's a there's a bit of aggravation and fuck it i'll say it anyway i know (laughs) but like a i think it sounds dumb and i I guess we're not (laughs) We're not at, at his age. Fuck, true. Frustrated with politics. So. I know, but <laughs> as somebody that He's follows... He's not beating, not beating around the bush, No, really. true. But as somebody that follows um, American politics on a daily yeah. basis for my sins, a, a term as, a, like, <laughs> broad and general as Republicrat mm. is, is really annoying to me because there, there's such a difference. Even though they're both corporate... Uh, they're owned by corporations, the Republicans and Democrats are worlds yeah. apart. Doesn't matter. But that was just one... I don't know if this is an Arizona mindset, but... <laughs> yeah. Just one moment on that song that I'm like, God damn it! Um, but, uh... uh yeah, and, and I'm not so keen on him counting down. I mean, that's that's personal preference. Yeah, but... it was... A, it's it's an interesting song. Great bits. Um, oh, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, musically, I, I love that song and I jam to it, but then sometimes... Hearing, I'm, hearing yeah. it live would be insane, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes I just... I, it, it drags me out of it a little bit when he's like, 10, 9, or 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, oh, tons 3, of bands 2. Do. Tons of bands I love to do that. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, de- okay. Delicious, as I'll pronounce it. Delicious. Oh, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. the way he says that. <laughs> gets, gets my loins going. Go but, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that was... For bits of it was hard to get to... You want to hear? Um, you want to hear it? Add th- a little odd uh-huh. throw. Um, okay. Uh, touchstone on that one. Okay. Nickelback, three doors down, mm. and there's one more. Lenny Kravitz. That song no, no, sounds I, oh. very commercial '90s hard rock to me. A little bit. I think Bush. More like Bush. Bush, sure. A little bit of Bush yeah. too. More so Bush than the others you mentioned. But it's the the guitar tone is weirdly like Art of Dying or something. You yeah. Know, like that. um. Yeah. I, like I don't think i like the chorus yeah but i love everything else and i think it ends i think it's got one of the best endings in the album with the yeah. soaring solo going over everything a lot of acoustic guitars yeah yeah um, yeah i like it great take like so long and thanks for all the fish same kind of vein yeah new new um new theming or just just a new like color to the band yeah 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 no it is definitely a new color and and, and yeah a perfect circle are a pretty bleak band certainly thematically at for the most part yeah through the career and it's nice to see finally 
a bit of brightness to that. Um, absolutely, yeah. And, yeah. and not just kind of um, melancholy as well, just just genuine positivity. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, which isn't something you got, you got uh, too often before. I think just while you're mentioning kind of the melancholy, whatever, I, I think... Um, what do you make of buying down the river i found it pretty like straight ahead goth like i like it very old school goth i really like it i thought i thought actually feathers sounded a lot like buying down because i heard buying down for a long while and then oh you yeah Yeah, it's definitely in the same vein i think i prefer feathers but yeah i I totally see where you're coming from those are those are two couplets i guess yeah companion pieces Mm -hmm. um more throwbacks to what they did before i think Mm -hmm. than a lot of the rest of the album yeah Particularly um, of the curveballs, you know, Eat the Elephant, yeah. uh, So Long, and Hourglass. I think the most out of left field is Get the Let Out, the closer. Yeah, which is like a credit song, you know. It really yeah. sh- it really sounds like, like Alt J. Do you know Alt J? Uh, yeah, I don't like him, but I, but I love this. <laughs> I love this. I love the way it kind of relates a bit. It kind of works its way around with the starting song as well, Eat the Elephant. Mm. Both very, very um, low key. Yeah. With a, with a packed album. I'm shocked you. Could, I I just feel like this is so close to all J's. Uh, you, if you don't like them, I don't know how you like this. But yeah, no, it's 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 very much like a. Well, it's Maynard's vocals. It's a chopped up, almost like trip hop style thing with some. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, like, I, like trip, I, I like my trip hop. So this is yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is cool. Kind of pussiferish. Okay, well, is that is that kind most, of yeah? It's probably the most pussy for a song in the album. That's interesting, which makes sense. That's his kind of batshit crazy side project. Uh, maybe not batshit crazy, but I say it, it out of everything. <laughs> Just that's a little, re- little unhinged. Out of everything that's released so far in everybody's career, this is the closest to pussy for. Okay, but with rock. Yeah. Like, Again, yeah. with Get the Let Out, because I actually am a fan of Alt J. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> I I I really enjoy it. The music. Again, there's something about, and it's not even the delivery. I think obviously Maynard James Keenan has an objectively phenomenal voice, (laughs) but some of the lyrics I just find a little um, uh, jarring. Like, you know, I I totally understand what he's going for there. It's supposed to be like, you know, get the let out. It's time to make a difference, make a change, change the world, whatever. But the way he phrases it, you know, uh, suck it up, buttercup. I've got no time to coddle it's, you. It's, I've got it, no time for chit chat. It, it's Wild West sexy. It, or, you know, yeah. It, or Deep South sexy, I guess. It's got sure. a bit of that. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, feel, it just feels a little self-aggrandizing to me. But again, like how you receive the lyrics is obviously completely up to you and your own opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I right. Because cool. you're either going to see yeah. that you're either going to see that as like a rousing cold arms, or I'll be like a little bit like ear rallying against keyboard warriors. But at the same time, yeah. you're a studio warrior. I don't know. <laughs> Again, like Just it, phrase any phrase it however you like. Yeah, I, you know. phrase it however you like. I'm trying to catch all this stuff because I know you're super into this, and I, I'm and I actually musically, I think this is like a stunningly interesting and like varied, really modern, inventive, modern, modern sounding you know. album. Um, I, at, at times, I do wish the guitars were a little bit higher in the mix. Yeah. Do Do you feel like Billy's been sidelined a little bit compared no, to previous no. Perfect Circle projects? No. No, I think it's just a different kind of album to okay. kind of work with. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because it's, it's it. You hear it in huge, bulky clusters. Yeah. In this album, like huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I think the first the first part of that was um, mm-hmm. where it really was like, oh my god, this is huge and still. Pretty well, the quite do- contrary, doom, surely, yeah. Contrary oh, the, in the, the end of it when the lead guitar comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. what James E. High would usually play. It's um. Yeah. That part got me. 
Cool. Got me yeah, sold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, favorite song is uh, Change Every Day, but um, so, 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 so long. So long. So long, thanks for all the fish. Uh-huh. That, that Douglas me... Adams, shout out. Yeah. What a wonderful author. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, but... And what a great image as well. I don't know if you've seen the film adaptation of mm-hmm. the p- pretty patchy film adaptation of uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but there is the first scene is a wonderful so long and thanks for all the fish yeah. musical number have you seen it yeah yes where all the great. dolphins are ascending into heaven yeah. great stuff um but yeah that that makes me feel good and that's what counts uh yeah that's that's a highlight for me too i, I think my favorite is is feathers um cool there's uh l- mm. just give me a sec here um yeah it's just I love how to le- also another ending to that i love how the lead guitar kind of dances along with the singing at the end yeah mm-hmm. it's really really nice um I think it's just a solid, like, there's no frills, no gimmicks. I just think it's a really, really solid Perfect Circle track that could stand up with any of the best of them. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's really excellent. Um, yeah, so you want to give it a score out of 10, Till? I mean, that's unless you have any final parting thoughts. Um, no, I don't have any Don't have any parting thoughts. I just think it's it's, it's going to grow in me, and it suits. It doesn't suit all the time. Like, I'm not going to pick this up all the time. Yeah. Because actually- it's... it's, it's 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 a pretty sad album, so like unless I want to feel really introspective, I'm not gonna. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. It, it it is it is. And and actually, just one last thing before uh, you give your score there, I just want to point out that this was they were working with an outside producer on this one. Yeah. And it was Dave Sardi, and just to give you an idea, I suppose maybe reflecting the variety on the album, Dave has worked with Slayer. He worked on Water and Solutions by Far, which is one of my favorite yeah, albums. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. worked with Marilyn Manson's Hundred Reasons, Oasis. Now here, here are two real interesting ones. Yeah. The Thrills, a member of whom went to our school <laughs> here yeah. in Dublin, and finally he produced Mania by Fallout Boy, ah. one of your least favorite albums that we've ever reviewed. Yeah. So, so a total a, spectrum. There's a pretty big difference. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, sorry, to you, what have you wrought? What a man. Um, what a man for one man. Okay, give us your score. Nine. Because of the bits, there's just bits that I, that I that I can't jam with too well. Okay. Like. Like the chorus, like the chorus, as to I mentioned, de- delicious. De- yeah, it's just uh, that could have been a better chorus. Yeah, okay, <laughs> you know, I hear you. Um, and that that just brings it down a bit for me. Okay, yeah. awesome. I think well, bloody nine. I mean, a nine is a nine is a nine. That's a great score. Yeah. So, um. So for you, a worthy follow, a worthy follow up to Thirteen Step. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um. Yeah, I think so. Great. Absolutely. You're a happy so. camper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay. Because. That's- that, that's a bit weird. <laughs> that's a bit weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I, there's people uh, that probably want to wish their hands were wrapped around my neck right now. Oh, yeah. Um, because I think the bits of this album that have really en- enraptured me are all, for the lo- most part, are Billy Haradel's contributions. I did not expect for the Maynard James Keenan element of this to be its downfall, in my opinion. But um, much and all as I enjoy his vocal that's melodies... Fair. There's something something about a lot of the lyrics, maybe, you know, not a, not even half of them, but like a good sort of 40% of them um, just just strikes me the wrong way and I'm not mm. hugely on board. But the singing. Singing is excellent. He's an excellent, he's yeah. one of the, he is an I don't excellent want you to, singer. I don't want you to take this album down because of the lyrics. But I have, well, when they're the main, I mean, they're, they're front and center, they're right up in the middle of the, like, you know, the lyrics are yeah. what's being pushed with this album. You're some rando Korean guy listening to this. You won't care about the lyrics too much. <laughs> the vocals will sound 10 out of 10 regardless. God, yes. Yeah. And I, yeah. No, no, Think, no, no. Thinking of it that way. 
Th- <laughs> a little bit more than the seven. Taking that into consideration, I'm going to give this a seven. So, <laughs> um, so that's uh, the new and rather divisive. What, what, album. what would you have given Murder Noms? We didn't rate. Oh it. my goodness! Would you? I listened more? back to the other day. It's more? if it's not a ten, it's it's like brushing a ten. That's interesting. It's like a nine. Yeah. It's definitely a different nine. kinds of albums. Hundred percent different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally different. Um, and you know, and like. Like, like you've said many times in the show, I've given brilliant albums a seven. Yeah. And that's and probably... shit albums a seven as well. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So to each his own. Yeah. Um, um, but one of the best of the year so far. Absolutely. We may hear about that one again at the end of the year. Certainly if Dylan is still on this show, which we yeah. hope he will be. Yeah, there's a lot of this. <laughs> Great stuff. That's always an interesting conversation. Okay. Um, let's move on to something that is probably going to be could be similarly divisive and um, this is the new album from Janelle Monet Robinson also Ye- known as Janelle Monet it's yeah, called Janelle. yeah it's called uh, Dirty Computer it's her third full length release um since their her first album Arch Android in 2010 uh, Arch Android I think it's Arch Android, it's Arch Android. Yeah, yeah yeah and then she had a second album Electric Lady in 2013 um she sort of rose to prominence I guess in the early to mid noughties by working with uh, Big Boy and Andre th- Android 2000 mm-hmm. in Outcast yeah. um, and then she caught the attention of uh, Sean Combs aka Puff Daddy aka Puff Diddy aka Diddy uh, and she signed to his label and has since, I guess, become something of a superstar. Um, oh, yeah. Just yeah. absolute enigma. Like, how could something yeah. so musically charged come out of that? She definitely comes from the same musical lineage as, like, Michael Jackson and yeah. Prince. In oh, terms totally of, she's like an auteur. Mm-hmm. Um, and what she became known for, I guess, was this really slinky, organic mix of old school soul modern r&b and then just the just a sprinkling of of funk and electronica that's yeah. kind of what you got on those first two and, and obviously yeah. a, a strong theme of um artificial intelligence mm. robotics i love i love the obsession. theme i love the theming with these albums yeah yeah she definitely has, a, has an, a good knack for that like she thinks she's a robot it's a very it's very thoughtful you're not a robot it's very thoughtful. <laughs> but in the, in the way in the in the way that um I'd almost, I'd almost say Chromio is. Yeah. At some points. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny you should mention Chromio right at the back because there's two moments on this album that really remind me of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. of, of a few uh, moments. The, of Juice by Chromio in terms of uh, the, the hook in, in that song is You Got the Juice. Yeah. And there's two... There's a song on this album called I Got the Juice and there's also a hook on this album where she says... I got the pink, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I guess is not the most original hook in history, but I thought that was funny but, um, that there was two two chromio moments. Yeah, this album really steps it up a notch. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you you're relatively familiar with Janelle Monae then? Yeah. Like yeah. I, like I think so. Cursory knowledge. Kind of. Yeah. I've seen her live. I saw her live oh, in awesome. uh, Tripod or IP back in twenty mm-hmm. probably around twenty ten. It was it was or twenty eleven. It was definitely in and around the release of Arch Android, an album which I was obsessed with at the time. Yeah. And she put on a real show. I mean, she had a proper like brass section mm-hmm. string. She had like carnival guys running around the stage doing like announcements and things. It was it was really wonderful. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into Electric Lady so much, although just mm-hmm. having a cursory li- listen through this week, it seems like it's way up there this album changes the dynamic dynamic quite a bit yeah it definitely brings in much more like up to the minute bleeding edge sort of (laughs) r&b rap type stuff Mm -hmm. yeah um for better for better and worse in my opinion Mm -hmm. but you know yeah i think i think it borrows from both sides of what's really good about that genre these days sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. um i'd say this is is an album two halves Mm -hmm. certainly 
uh, first half, <laughs> the former half I quite love. Second half I'm not too keen on. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's pro- really interesting. Cause you could probably guess where where I where I started to dislike it. Um, was it would it would it have been uh, it would Django be, Jane? It would be more I got to deuce. Oh, I yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah that's where it started. Yeah, I, I, it's actually, it's peaks and troughs for me, to be honest with you, because it yeah, starts off with, bits. it definitely starts off in typical Janelle Monáe fashion with uh, Brian Wilson auto-tuned within an inch, inch of his life in the background, <laughs> God love him. But oh my God. I was like, <laughs> I, I thought it was for real. No, no. <laughs> they I'm... like wheel him out and like hook up his oxygen mask to an auto-tune mm. and it's, there he but, goes. Uh, no, he, he, he can pull it off somewhat. So. Ah, yeah. No, we all love, we love Brian it's, Wilson. It's him. <laughs> it's absolutely him. Oh no, 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 it's him. Like, it's definitely him. And that's how, how his old school harmonies work and yeah. fucking amazing to hear that. No, it is. It is awesome to like, hear on that first track, Dirty Computer and, and uh, yeah, and, and she continues in very much 80s inspired like 80s pop inspired vein yeah. with um with the first few tracks and there's some really like great moments on those first few tracks as well yeah um you know she she has like it's kind of some like there's a real carefree electronic yeah. vibe to some of it yeah very witty bits um smarty bits lyrically yeah there's there's mm-hmm. you know she she does sprinkle in the rap especially like at the end of crazy classic life yeah that's cool bits bits of trap but not too much um, you get like a little bit of Frankie goes to Hollywood and the police on Take a Bite and uh, you know and then on Screwed it's just this hilarious mix of social commentary and yeah. dirty talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was like I was thinking what is this song, what is this song about it could be yeah. many things at once and right. it, is, it is I mean it's how we're screwed as a society but also have sex with me yeah. um, which I love and, 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 money and, power power sex sex yeah. is still power <laughs> and yeah. on this album she's made a collaboration with mm. a group called Deep Cotton which is um, two, two guys uh, who she's who she's okay. been friends with for ages called uh, Nate Wonder and Chuck Lightning and they provide all of the wonderful almost. like slap bass and funk licks almost and stuff. all of them I think almost all of them mm-hmm. with a couple of exceptions uh, Grimes Grimes does her song. That's Grimes, right. Yeah, Grimes yeah, does yeah. the work on her song. Oh, sorry. I know. I knew. I knew Grimes was on Pink, but I didn't realize she she, I, she only does, contributes music, not uh, vocals. She does a production job. Oh, that's well. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. It's it's very much a Grimesy song. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's got a real indie kind of indie rock feel to it. Which I yeah, love. it's got that that summery dream pop vibe. Yes. Especially when the guitar h- h- hits in. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of something that was on the last album, which is great. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. On the last Grimes album, yeah, 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 right, right. She brings that oh, vibe connects. back as well for um, for so afraid, where it's like, you know, th- there's nice like, mm-hmm. uh, what would you call like a little bit overdriven guitars, yeah, and some just lovely orchestrations, and then she, and then at the end, she's really belting, which isn't something that she does much on this album. Yeah, but um, I, I, I like the way it works. Yeah, yeah. there's like just a yeah. little bit of grit in her voice, and it sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and I think I think it s- sort of starts to lose its way a little bit around "Make Me Feel." Mm-hmm. I'm, I it's, think "Make Me Feel" sounds a little bit too much like Prince channeled through the 1975, yeah. um, channeled through I'd maybe almost, David Bowie. I'd almost say modern Prince. Yeah, because yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. very much like that. Yeah, um, it, you know, it's 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 yeah. fine, but it does seem a little uh, focus grouped. That's all I would say. Oh yeah, it's, you know. Of all the tracks on the album. It, it seems a bit paint by numbers to fill the gaps. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then when you compare it to... It, it doesn't have the same kind of vitality and sheer humour that you get on other tracks. Like, yeah, the first half. Yeah, right on the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that, that line where she says, we're, we're going to start a motherfucking pussy riot or we're going to have to put him on a pussy diet <laughs> on uh, J- yeah. Django Jane. Much as I've mangled that line, it's brilliant. Like, yeah, it's very fun. You know, um, um, and it's, it's mixing the styles of artists that I'm not necessarily super into. <laughs> with yeah. vocals and uh, like it, chords and melodic ideas that I am super yeah, into so that works um, but thankfully it mixes stuff that we do like as well 100% like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah absolutely chromio and screwed yeah like, yeah shit. yeah yeah <laughs> and then and then um, there's like almost sort of a John Hughes like 80s teen movie vibe to Americans yeah. at the end mm-hmm. which you know it almost feels like this, the song that should be playing while everyone's in a football stadium with cheerleaders and everything but <laughs> but at the but there's also a really intense speech about how the america that you know black people and 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 you know disadvantaged peoples of all descriptions are are living in is is not the america that they want and that's i think that's always really interesting to see in terms of being able to couple something that's so catchy and so accessible and so mainstream with a message that's so anti-establishment yeah i I do love that concept a lot but i think americans and so afraid at the end try to do that as well to yeah. a lesser extent yeah 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 it's it's very cool um i think yeah i think probably yeah. we would agree that it, it it loses its way a little bit around um i got the juice and i like that yeah you know those uh-huh. are the, you know it, it's a dip yeah into... it's, hard, it's hard to really know why i guess it's just mm. is is i got the juice the pharrell pharrell williams track yes I, I, something pharrell about utilized not to his best no very under underpanned i think pharrell utilized in his blurred lines guys as yes. opposed to his uh-huh. uh get lucky guys yeah, yeah. put it that way yeah. <laughs> um it yeah it almost sounds like uh like boney m trying to do cardi b or something it's yeah. not it's not excellent yeah but i i love how um I love. I just love the lyrics. How the lyrics work. Yeah. Mm. How how um absolutely sexually expressive, oppressive, yeah, under oppressive and demanding it, the lyrics can be. Now let the vagina yeah. have a monologue. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. it's great. The, the vagina lynch mob. <laughs> but um, no, it's really cool. Um, um. Yeah. So like overall, I think it definitely it, it it expands upon her, like, it it basically takes the concept that she's worked with for so many years and dials back the the over the top mm-hmm. kitschiness yeah. and like and, and definitely has less of a commitment to to concept yeah but replaces that with being a bleeding edge and adding more of a political sort of yeah. overtone to her lyrics which is you know which is cool yeah. i think rooted, it's necessary. rooted very currently yeah personally all over the board yeah absolutely i mean listening back to be brutally honest it musically this it it doesn't hit the same heights as uh particularly arc android arch android for me yeah i guess but just because it owes less to the old school soul influences that she Mm -hmm. had on that album like yeah you know it's just she's drawing from she, she does everything with a super high standard but she's drawing from genres i'm less interested in here yeah i get you would that be would you do would you feel like this is a career high or do you feel like this is uh, yeah I think it's a, 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 a create it's a creative high yeah yeah, yeah. I hope it's a career high as well yeah I do hope so because it's it's got a lot of nice features a lot of guests like Grimes in it is a one Steve, Steve, Stevie Wonder's on there just giving a little bit of life advice yeah um which is cool on Stevie's dream yeah um or I think that's what it's called anyway uh yeah so and there's there's other guests 
kind of to beat the band really um yeah and i, I yeah and i think you know i really i do really enjoy this and i need to spend more time with it because it's only Same, had a couple yeah. of days you yeah. know uh I, some of it's like summer jam yeah that's the thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So. i think this is almost goes for a similar vibe to wait hear me out yeah to Funk Wild Bounces oh, Volume 1 by okay. Calvin Harris okay. but done in a manner that you would probably prefer do you know what mm, I yes, mean but yes. I feel like that summery bouncy carefree Better vibe in every way kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah. not absolutely every way in my opinion but for the most part yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah done better um, I'm excited to spend more time with this because I can see this becoming a soundtrack to a summer yeah and the, the video for Pink is so 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 good yeah. <laughs> it's so good have you yeah. seen it? I haven't seen it, no. Okay. Um, usually, yeah. assume I haven't. I, you can assume what it's about. Yeah, yeah I bet yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, it's a lot of, it's, it describes a lot of pink things. Yeah. A, lo- a lot of visual plays, you know. Yeah. Plays on the concept, so. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think, um, mm-hmm. all in all, a very a very successful third, excuse me, third outing for Janelle Monáe. Oh, totally. Yeah. Awesome. What was your favorite song? Total one. Uh, I think it was... Um, screwed. It's screwed. Screwed is yeah. great. I, I I just there's something about um take a bite that I absolutely love. Mm, okay. I think part of it might be just how brazen it is to it is. to <laughs> to side pan your slap bass. I mean, you literally get hit with the bass directly in both ears. It's yeah. wonderful. I've yeah. never I actually never heard that on a production job no. before. And it works. It works totally. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going to go more often music. Take a bite or Americans, but I think I'll go take a bite. Americans, really? I love Americans. Oh, I, yeah, I, you weren't a fan. I like, I like, I like the concept. I like the lyrics. Yeah, everything else is a bit kind of praise, you know, <laughs> a, bit, a, bit, a bit, a bit churchy for me in a That's vibe. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know to say I, I'm, yeah. t- I totally dig the vibe, but yeah, I can see exactly why mm-hmm. it, it might be a little bit too saccharine for other tastes. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna give it an eight. Yeah, eight. Eight. Awesome. Eight, yeah, yeah. Eight is great. Totally. Good on you, Janelle. Yeah. Um, keep well, and I want and I want to let that one just stay for another few weeks as well. So Great. keep an eye on that one for um, for future. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna let you take the reins again, Dill, for a little while, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about um, an album that I didn't get around to this week, but you did. So you you haven't listened to it at all. I listened to the singles, um, which of which there okay. were two, and I listened to the first couple tracks okay. on the way to recording today so i've you know i, I kind of get yeah. the general gist of it but anyway the track the album is called memory lame yeah have you have you got do, yeah. you, do you know anything about this band really the band being giraffes giraffes, giraffes. giraffes. yes uh do um, i know anything about them all i know is that i've listened to them just because they always crop up in the same sentences as like dan and Aykroyd, alpha male tea party yeah um one of the other kind of bands in that zone right. Like Asu- battles, Asuifa, mm. um, you know, oh, Adabisi Shank, yep. you know, those kind of bands, like it, quirky instrumental bands, you know, as a, as opposed to big washes of sound, God is an astronaut style post rock. They're the other type of <laughs> instrumental band, you know, the yeah. the, the kind of um, the quirky humorous kind. Oh, uh, uh, you uh, you slut is another one. Oh, you, definitely you slut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you call me? <laughs> I said. I said shut up (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah so anyway giraffes giraffes they're from a place very near and dear to both of our hearts uh, Boston Massachusetts Mm -hmm. so what did you what did you make of Memory Lane I thought it was the most interesting thing they brought out yet that's great (laughs) absolutely um, but in a in a really good derivative sense because you can tell it's connected to a lot of stuff they love okay yeah yeah yeah. um, 
just and so we watch from afar all hail beautiful things yeah it's that it's that era guitar tone it's got a bit of that but it's more crazy yeah it's more like you're going to be guessing every every minute where each song goes um they they blend certain certain different emotions and themes without any lyrics right um it's it's like a, a circus of that kind of music <laughs> it really is yeah it's they, some hardcore elements because it, because they are um, like they do describe themselves as, as math rock and like yeah that's, i'd say there's a bit less so now i think they're just playing creatively yeah they're not just purposely making it as mathy as possible no they're more working with concepts and feelings mm. this time around but it gives them the freedom to to turn on a dime and just completely change style in the middle of a song, which is kind of part of the appeal. Yeah. Um, um, and the completely nuts na- song names as well, which I love. Yeah. Like Knife Eyes, 04 Jailbreak. Yeah. Um, which is a crazy, crazy song. At the turf field behind my parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could almost be moshing to it quite thoroughly through it all. And, and then at the end, it seems very genuine and somber. Yeah. And very, um, very alpha male tea party guitars. Okay, yeah, it that's, turns into yeah. that um, very unique um, crisscrossing of the bass and guitar, doing yeah. different melodies at once. Um, not quite harmonies, but just making it work. Right, yeah. right, right. They're right, not afraid right, right. of of being like that. Doesn't sound like a note that should work with that. Like, but yeah. it does. It does work. And you, and you, and you're so. like you're a fan of how they play with time signature and keys and everything yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. think so i think sometimes it can go on for a bit too long okay same problem happens with alpha because yeah like the teenagers in the wood bur- <laughs> the teenagers in the woods burning things lying around is nearly nine minutes and uh i like that the most actually okay quite a bit um no way i'd say hug no, i won't spoil but um the hug of death yeah yeah i think hug of death is the peak okay of, of interesting things in this album yeah i mean it doesn't end there of course um the, the other sort of really long one is uh, putzing around the underworld, a.k.a. the loser's journey. <laughs> is I that like, another? Yeah, I like that quite a bit. Yeah, You'd yeah. love this. Yeah, I, I'm really excited. I'd I... say you'd give this almost a 10 Ooh. if you listen to it. Well, I, um, I'm, I'm absolutely going to listen to this because um, because I'm going to Arc Tangent this year and Giraffes, Giraffes are one mm. of the main sort of headlining bands. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to... Yeah, and it's only know. six songs, but it's pretty long. But they're long. Songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at the turf field... Behind at the turfield behind the parents' house, yeah, yeah. Um, that has very much an ending that you'd expect from a band like this. Like, okay, here comes the vocals, yeah, okay, yeah. But it's oh, they bring, they bring vocals in, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, the vocals you kind of hear in with wasps in airs, oh, yeah, yeah, like that, oh, yeah, okay, okay, like, or like the kind of vocals gr- group, that group vocals enemies were bringing in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that quite a bit. It works, works just as well for this band as it does those bands, yeah. It doesn't seem like a um. It, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name bands that have, sure. may have opened for bands like this. Cough enemies. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. well, before any, you know, yeah, <laughs> the band that opened for enemies the last time we saw them. Right. Um, it doesn't oh, yeah. seem like they're looking up to these artists, but more so they're on the level with these yeah. artists. Yeah, yeah. And they've been around like they 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 have every right to be on the level because they've been around for like. Mm. Like nearly twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's. They, they've absolutely stood the test of time. Yeah. Um. You know, these guys, I think, are one of those bands that, like, like Horse the Band or whatever, have been around forever, and that people just 
hope and pray will put out new music and go on tour and everything. You know what yeah, I mean? Like they just but have they a don't cool really, following. They don't really do much. Yeah, but it's but it's just it's enough, hard. Just enough. Yeah. When you play music that's intellectually challenging and artistically and innovative, and what stuff, I almost yeah. assume is a nightmare to record. Must be like it's so complex. Yeah. I couldn't imagine like getting everything in line. Like we've done it, and uh, they weren't even that complicated the songs <laughs> yeah these are very complicated songs i'm imagining um uh like mike port that video of mike portnoy looking at his drum chart for um the uh, the spirit fuck what's the song called again it's called like the spirit dance or something of okay. uh scenes from a memory and it's you know i would totally insane like it's as big as a wall there's mm. like a million different changes because yeah. you know the time signatures are out, off the wall in that song and if you listen to it you're like yeah this must have taken them a guts of a monster record yeah the time know. signatures in this are, are pretty wacky at points yeah, yeah. but not too wacky which okay. is what I like I'm really excited to, to check it out and I, I, and I will yeah. have to as well I, li- I like the way it doesn't stay too zany for too long at points great yeah so I'm giving this a 9 mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and your favourite track oh god it's because there are so many bits I love I think I think um, I think Hog of Death Hog of Death between Hog of Death and that Turf Field Okay, mm-hmm. all right, brilliant stuff. So that's um, Memory Lame by Giraffes. Giraffes! I refuse to say it any other way. If you like instrumental rock and math rock, um, that's going to be right up your street. I'm sure it's going to be right up mine. I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah, one of my favorites of the year, actually. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, so um, on to our last new release of the week. Um, this is a band that, I don't know about your history with them, Dill, but this is certainly a band that I've turned to in... Uh, many different points in my life mm. be it uh, as a study aid or as just a band to keep me company during like dark times yeah. or to raise my spirits when they need raising uh-huh. I just think they're, they're kind of one of those bands that can do it all they're from Glen yeah. of the Downs down the road in County Wicklow yeah. here just down the road in Ireland <laughs> and they're called God as an Astronaut mm-hmm. um, the new album is uh, called Epitaph and I believe it's their eighth yeah their wow. eighth studio album since 2002 um, these guys what, are nothing one would, not consistent yeah, one would think you'd get tired of a band like this <laughs> but no they come out with the darkest album they've ever released yeah like holy shit <laughs> yeah yeah I um, mean it, it, like put it this way you know God is an astronaut who are made up of uh, of twin brothers and they're not I don't think they're identical but they're the closest bloody thing um, uh, what's 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 uh, Niels and uh Torsten, sorry, yeah, Niels and Torsten uh, Kinsella, who are uh, half German, half Irish, um, yeah. and uh, their friend Lloyd uh, on drums, they have almost taken the opposite trajectory to a lot of rock bands in terms of they began as a really clear, Singly, clean, pristine, hooky. yeah, mm-hmm. centered, euphoric, instrumental, mostly like ambient instrumental post rock band. They they had a um. I think they had like a formula. Yeah. I think a few albums went by and they, four albums and it, the songs were kind of samey. I mean, a lot of variety and very expressive, but you could tell when things would change in the songs and how yeah. the bass would go. Yeah, yeah. Like it would usually start off with, mm. you know, clean picked guitars with loads of reverb and like sort of electronic piano style uh, keyboards. And then, you know, sometimes then towards the end, you would get, a little bit of chug, you know not chug but like you get a, a wall of sound kind of guitars and, and the drums would ramp up yeah 
again, I'm not saying anything against that. No, that no. is, I absolutely love everything. Yeah, they're the kings, the, the kings of doing that. Oh yeah, like they, like they had a formula and they absolutely perfected it. But what they've begun to do on, um, particularly on Helios Erebus, which was the last album in 2015, and then this album Epitaph is mm. to start getting super dark. Yeah, thematically, I'm not sure if you've seen the videos. I'm, but they're creepy I have not <laughs> you gotta see more videos Matt <laughs> I know I never watch uh-huh. music videos <laughs> too busy uh, you know using my eyes for different purposes but it's like a, yeah. it messes with a lot of like weird de- you know the uh, death photos oh the wow of, 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 like, okay taking photos with your dead family yeah it was like a it's yeah. like a trend in Victorian times yeah I believe that was for the intro song in this album holy crap but it, it gets pretty creepy and dark because what Helios Erebus did um, if I'm not mangling the pronunciation on that was I suppose it like drew from mythological ideas mm-hmm. of light and shade yes um, and there was definitely a darker grittier production job but it still felt God as an a- sort of classic God as an astronaut but with just like more riffs and yeah. more chug whereas this feels it was, like it was heavy rock yeah. kind of points this this feels like a bit of a paradigm shift in terms of like mm-hmm. this is this is where I didn't expect them to go this is something that you don't often hear from bands that produce themselves which is a complete change in sonics like yeah. this is a much smudgier muddier darker grimier production job than they've ever had before mm-hmm. and I think it needs that because the for the content, genre for yeah. the genre yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. which is much more in the vein of like Russian circles mm-hmm. or long distance calling than yeah. their more uh, chirpy earlier stuff yeah I wonder why they did that I think it's because they've been going through a lot like the last track Ushin um, which is just this you know gorgeous mostly piano based ambient is, track yeah. Um, it's a tribute to their cousin uh, who died at, only at age seven, mm. which is obviously a really tragic thing to happen to a family. And considering the two chief songwriters in the band were, you know, this guy's cousin, yeah. um, that's going to channel its way. And I feel like that probably got them thinking about just, you know, it's hard to loss. escape. It's hard to escape that when it's such a big yeah. concept to cover. And not in the um. same way that all is silent, all is bright, you know, would have dealt with themes like, you know, the Holocaust and things where it's you're talking about like death in a historical context which has a different feeling to it this feels really really intensely personal mm-hmm. um, there's another song on it called um, uh, I'm going to mangle the Japanese but I think it's a Komorebi which is um, the the uh, how do you phrase this basically when light shines through leaves and you get that strobe effect of sun- yeah. of sunlight kind of streaming yeah. through leaves that that's what it means yeah i mean we need 20 words for it the yeah Japanese need one word right 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 um that's you know another song that's supposed to basically be the idea of of remembering with somebody with fondness but also with the sense of loss Do you god, know god rays i think they're called god rays yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. right exactly mm-hmm. um like you know it's those are the kind of concepts that you're talking about is like even when they're being nostalgic which is a word that people would use to describe god as an astronaut very often is yeah this is nostalgia kind of laced with melancholy um, yeah and and uh you know and those are two of the more subdued uh, uh, examples but there are much heavier almost yeah tipping into black metal territory uh moments almost yeah like it gets Almost industrial as well. Yeah. Points. Just just belting huge. Like some of the heaviest bands I've ever heard have done stuff like this at points. I think, yeah, I think Mortal Coil and, and uh, 
With, this is an instrumental band, by the way, guys. Instrumental, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Mortal Coil and Seance Room are, are probably the two mm-hmm. outright heaviest tracks. Yeah, Seance Room is certainly there. Um, like M- Mortal Coil, you know, there's the, the, the it's not just the tremolo picking that would mm-hmm. be reminiscent of, especially the more black gazy kind of bands yeah. like um like Death Heaven and but, uh, uh, Mall. Uh, yeah. What are they called? Mall, I think, um, and stuff. But it's 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 the chord progressions themselves are are mm-hmm. really. Yeah. gothic and really dark. gothic and occult yeah um, yeah it's definitely like you you structure the you structure structure the guitarist to sound like a wailing ghost yes that's almost. it yeah 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 um not like black metal bands do but this is this is really spooky yeah like and then they, and then like um, that that's that's one kind of heaviness and then yeah. on seance room what the kind of heaviness they dip their toe into is what made up <laughs> a lot of helios airbus which is that yeah you know, it's it, it's groove almost. It, yeah, groove like almost sort of a modern dun, 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 yeah. Gothen. Yeah. I I almost hear like the Gothenburg soul work. Like yep, modern mm-hmm. soul work or or kind of mid two thousands in flames and that. Da, 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 yeah, it's not, nice to still keep that in the mix as well. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it gives you something like the moments like that are what keeps you engaged in yep. an album. Like yeah. it's not just ambient piano passages it's not just these kind of washes of distortion and mm. heaviness it's not just the grooves on seance room it's everything all together and and it's sort of stop gapped out perfectly yeah. on the album to keep you and plus keep you listening. i wouldn't have thought it would would have been their album i wouldn't, wouldn't have thought it was them if i didn't hear that song and yeah other songs like that sprinkle the cross yeah like it's, it's it's just a different venture from that band's sound yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then and then on like Winter Dusk and Awakening, you get like you do get that old school uh-huh. kind of the brooding slow jam with the euphoric yeah. keyboards and the subtle clean guitar. I I, yeah. I I love the way they part the songs. Yeah. Pretty nicely. Oh. No, it is it is um it's definitely God as an astronaut, but it's a new it's a new darker God as an astronaut. Yeah. Um that I I'm perfectly I'm happy to jam with, you know. I I think it's really important for a band that's been around for yeah, well, you know, uh, sixteen years or so to uh, to change. That's insane, yeah, yeah. And 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 what you get then with mm-hmm. with albums like Epitaph is the opportunity to to swing one eighty next time. Yeah. You know, when you're when you find yourself um, working within a more confined palette, then mm-hmm. you don't have as much room to experiment next time. Whereas I think when you when you go off the deep end in one direction yeah, and yeah. on one album, you can you can take it. To totally the other direction on the next one yeah it's a double-edged sword sometimes um but they succeeded with this yeah, yeah absolutely definitely, definitely. um surprised me all the way through uh i love when bands make a genuinely creepy record yeah during gray did it with uh doom spiro sparrow which had the same kind of like castle yeah darkness on the vibe i love it yeah love it. and and like you know i think the best thing i could say about god a god is an astronaut is that like I will happily put this into the rotation when I play their entire discography because this is a band where I don't just listen to one album. Mm-hmm. If I'm listening to God of an Astronaut, I'm listening to it for the, like two days straight and I'm listening to every single mm-hmm. album. Totally. So this is, I, you know, this is definitely um, one that I'm looking forward to throwing into that mix. Yeah. Oh God, I love it. <laughs> F- yeah. Favourite song, man? Um, I, I think my favourite song right now, purely because it's, it's the God of an Astronaut that I'm most familiar with and it, it brings back a lot of fond uh associations for me is seance room 
It's Sam's room for me as well. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah cool. This is blisteringly but, heavy. But like, talk to me at the end of the year, and it could be, it could be Mortal Coil, it could be Epitaph. But uh-huh, I think right now uh-huh. it's Sam's it's room. Yeah. Um. But yeah, excellent. I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it a ten because it's an absolute perfect execution of of like intent. Yeah. You know. Hundred percent, man. Yes. Great stuff. Um. In case you had noticed, we love God as an astronaut. Yeah. Please never stop making music. We have one album, one more album. We forgot a new release. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tess- sorry. Tesseract. Yeah, yeah. We do. We do. We do. Not sorry. Last but very much not least. Um. Let's fucking uh, let's, <laughs> run, let's run through Sonder by Tesseract. Yeah. Yeah. Can't forget well, Tesseract. God. Well done, Dylan. They can't forget Jesus. Tesseract. Um. No. 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 We're gonna we'll blast through this. But um, mm-hmm. Tesseract released uh their fourth, third, third full length album. I think it's the fourth. Fourth. Fourth full length album. Um. This week it's called Sonder. Um, they're banned from Milton Keys in the UK. Yeah. And loosely, I suppose, they will be described by me as, you know, technical progressive groove metal, but by... The gent metal. But gent, mm-hmm. as yeah, if you want a catch-all term. Yeah, back in the day. But now, where are they? Good <laughs> question. Um, yeah. I think they're evolving in a similar way to their contemporaries, Northlane, in terms of mm-hmm. uh, adding more atmospherics, adding more melody, and being more sparing with the riffs so that they have greater yeah. impact when they do yeah. come around yeah. yeah being genuinely heavy as well instead yes. of just, just riff heavy and groove heavy right yeah they're working with some other elements now sounds like you enjoyed it I was surprised that I enjoyed it this much because I don't normally like Tesseract <laughs> okay interesting yeah and this felt like a more um, more Gothenburg heavy cool you know yeah absolutely I I uh I never got fully in on board with Tesseract. I no, know I, I, you know. I didn't dig the. I, I never really dig, dug the vocals too much. Mm. Uh, I saw them live. Okay. Just last year, just two years ago, and still didn't like them. Okay. And this is even more. This is a change from that time as well. So. Yeah. It's a quick change. They always struck me as kind of the, the town bicycle of Gent or like of progressive metal yeah. in terms of like they never seem to have a consistent lineup, and this is the first time they've released two albums in a row being Polaris and then this one Sonder with the same mm. vocalist um, his name is Dan Tompkins I believe uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Daniel Tompkins yeah yeah and he, he also provided the vocals on one the, their initial yeah. release um, and I have to say I didn't realise this before but I think he sounds like a metal James James Dean Bradfield oh, out of he, Manic Street Preachers the, I think the closest comparison holy crap yeah, yeah. which which was just something that really carried me through because I love James, yeah, Brad, mm-hmm, James mm-hmm. Dean Bradfield's voice and I, I was I like I hear you with that I was like whoa um, so when he when he breaks in those like the kind of couple of times on the album that he really lets rip put the screams on King yeah, and I yeah. think it's a smile as well just the absolute growls yeah it, was, yeah. yeah it really it really jumps out um, yeah. jumps out of the speakers which is very you cool. don't expect it from what you in your mind coming into thought it was like <laughs> this better not be another gen thingy it's not it's, no. it's totally not no this is yeah they, they don't they really are sparing with their I suppose in a similar way to like I like it I like the way yeah. it's sparing like so Elliot who sang with um, these guys for like a year and a half is the singer in Good Tiger I think there's a comparison to be drawn as well like as well as with North Lane but with Good Tiger in terms of you know they're another band in the zone of this kind of music that have been able to adapt and evolve and move away from just being something like that you would describe as gent into a more Mm -hmm. like a band with Uh, more in its arsenal yeah yeah like the way Korn evolved lately um, yeah, the way Darren Gray evolved lately—that kind of modern metal. It's funny you mentioned Corn yeah. actually, because I think uh, on Smile, which is probably the most 
varied track on here. Yeah. That like the the main kind of riff has this Gujira style heaviness and Dan's like wailing like a banshee on top. Mm. But the verse sounds to me like modern corn. You know, mm. there's like the synths that kind of are a little dissonant and the mm. scatter shot, the skittering drums and everything. Yeah, I love this. I love I love how everything cool. can be kind of downplayed at points. Yeah. Yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. To a, to a good point. Yeah. I think um, possibly that's that's my only cr- criticism, honestly, would be um, yeah. that the de- the downplaying of the centerpiece of the whole album, which is um, Juno? Skin Deep, or what's it called? Uh, Beneath My Skin, Mirror Image, which is the 11-minute yeah. epic. Yeah, there are long songs, but that's, that's a long song. I mean, that's, like, it. to be honest with you, as I say, like, my main criticism, uh, criticism of this album is that it feels like a... St- Stellar, like career best EP with one pretty drab um, song what's that it, lasts it, eleven minutes in the middle. That's the drab song for to you. To me, yeah, it doesn't. It, Second listen yeah. around, I, it got to me. Okay, mm-hmm. I was doing other stuff. Yeah, I was like reading while listening to it, and they fit. I don't think Perfectly. it's bad. I don't think it's bad, but my attention always wanders. Okay, That's unless right. I'm really paying attention. I, I, I was in the I was in the mood for it, okay. so it worked. Um, I like the way it. Like Juno falls right into it, and Smile comes right after. Oh, Juno is—we got to talk about that one for a second. I mean, that's like—it's—it's it, it's almost got a, that vibe that a lot of the tracks off the the heavier tracks off the new Leprous album had. Yeah. But the guitars are and a bit of Code Orange. Yeah, and a bit of Code Orange. Like it's the, like the, everything is the, heavier. Like the steel grating. Yeah. Guitars. And then I just—I'm such mm-hmm. a sucker for that slap, almost slap guitar sound that you get yeah. after the the huge riffs yeah. it comes in with that yeah. I liked it in this more than I yeah. did North Lane by the way that's okay yeah. and that's totally yeah. fine yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah something different with this cause yeah cause, cause because the vocals and like there's just a, a melodic sense that's so well developed on this album that like the comparison between the really heavy stuff on tracks like Juno um makes it like it just adds to the variety there. yeah I, I like the absolute heaviness yeah addition yeah 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 that's very cool very very cool I love that track um, but yeah I just you know and, and like of the tracks that aren't the 11 minute one like on, on Orbital I think there's this really cool sound I wasn't expecting that almost reminds me of a Cubby you remember that yeah, Cubby album yeah. we, we reviewed yeah it's like really shimmering tinkling synthesizers um, with a you know just yeah. sugary sweet in a good way mm. melodic I, I think Luminary was, was, was a great uh, statement of intent the first track yeah yeah no, so I cool. would have skipped through it if that song wasn't good <laughs> and yeah, it is well, very good naturally yeah yeah, yeah and, then, and then King which is just single fodder um, yeah because it's got that that kind of percussive screamed mm-hmm. chorus that just yeah. hits you again and again it's very cool yeah. um, and I think it ends really well because I think as I said before like Smile mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. really varied cool single and then and, and it sort of bleeds right into the outro which is the, the arrow yeah um, you know they're almost two two parts of the same song yeah and, and it sort of fades out yeah once again like bands it likes to connect in couplets yeah which I like exactly um, so that, that's my like I mean yeah, I, yeah. I think it's really weird I, just, I really do feel like that song I mean great it's great that you that you enjoyed it as yeah. much as you did but I really think that song in the middle just for me killed the momentum and doesn't justify yeah. its length well were you looking at it going like I see two songs connected to each other there's going to be a long one 
because I didn't. Not at all. I didn't. I wasn't looking. I was not looking at the at okay. my phone or whatever when I was listening to this. Like the first three or four times, I was just letting the album play from start to finish. But I would always notice, and it was the last time that I was listening to it there where I was like really paying attention to the track list. I would always feel my attention slip, and this is their shortest album by yeah. by some yeah. distance, I think. Yeah. So like without without that track, this is a twenty five minute EP. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, and that's just my opinion. But like, yeah. if it was, if it was the Sonder EP minus that track, like I would be singing its praises from the rooftops. Yeah. As it stands, as a full album, I still am. So yeah, ignore that's Dawn. great. Ignore me. Yeah. Listen to Dill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I think it's got. I think the long track has got a lot going for it. Maybe I need long. Maybe I need. Yeah. Maybe I just need more time. It's got with some this. great moments. Yeah, absolute great moments. That yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying it's without merit altogether. I think there's some, especially the second half has a, a very cool uh, chorus. It's got something like mm-hmm. I can't remember what the line the line is like. It's something about wake me up, but um, <laughs> wake me up. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but it it, it does definitely um, have some cool parts to it. Yeah, Just yeah, you know, as I say, I, it, it's the length of that one That's piece fine. of the puzzle. But anyway, what was your favorite, what was your favorite track? Was that was that your favorite track? Oh, it's close. Yeah, um, it was actually very close. I think smile yeah. smile is my close. smile is cool. I, I'm gonna go Juno because it's so bloody heavy. Oh, yeah. Love it. Um, so I don't know how I came to like this album so much as I did, but I do, and I'm gonna give it a nine. Hey, uh, great stuff. Yeah, wow. Like other Tesseract albums, not so much. This, yes. Don't worry. I'm. Uh, I. I. I do feel. I feel like there's there's stuff of a of a breakthrough quality on this, which yeah. is which is excellent. I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna give it's it an eight because I still think the rest of it is of such a high quality. Fucking and I, great going Tesseract. Yeah. Just keep keep going with with the yeah. uh, bring, just bring new stuff in absolutely like no one's gonna no one's gonna hopefully no one's gonna belt you for that no no and it's yeah and it's just it's just keeping the contrast between the light yeah. and shade that makes it so interesting because, yeah because i know how fans are occasionally with with gent metal and stuff that, sh- that has always been like that but hopefully um, this can transition them Mm-hmm. from being a band that people talk about with a buzzword to being a band that people just refer to as modern metal yeah. like people talk about Gajira and like people talk about Architects um, and like people talk about While She Sleeps it shouldn't be mm-hmm. that one particular sound of a slapped guitar distorted guitar yeah. defines you as a band that's yeah. not the way it should be so welcome to the crew <laughs> welcome to the club yeah. Tesseract yeah. Uh, good stuff alright cool that really does wrap up the new releases for this week. Um, after a whopping hour and 20 minutes, we're going to talk about, we're going to hop in our time machine and go back not so far in time to 2015 uh, mm-hmm. or 2016 as the Western release may have been yeah. to talk about Stay Gold by Neon Bunny. Yeah. Uh, from Seoul. From Seoul. Yeah. yeah. Is it Seoul? Is that how you put it? Uh, Seoul. Seoul? In, yeah, in maybe Seoul. South Korea in yeah. any case. Um, yeah. Making headlines this week for good reasons. Uh, so her real name is yeah. Lim Yujin. Yeah, Lim Yujin. And I'm going to let you take the reins for a second, Dill, because you brought this one to the show. What yeah. does Neon Bunny mean to you? Uh, what does Neon Bunny mean to me? Yeah. Uh, I think initially it was when I when I discovered it back, back when it came out. Sure. Some 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 article talking about bands you need to hear in Korea. Yes. Like it made me realize that there there is a lot more than just the K-pop. Yeah. In the scene. Yeah. That the K-pop is kind of not a safe place <laughs> mentally for people to be working in <laughs> not all right <laughs> just because the music's good doesn't mean they're treated well at all like there have been tons of uh, oh, just throughout the years as many people driven to suicide really because of because of the work crunch 
and the demand for them to be a presence to that regard. Yeah. I did not know that at all. Yeah, yeah, there's a huge. So it's like almost like a, like because a it, it, connect, it, it kind connects of. with the K drama scene as well. Right. So some of those musicians become actors, and vice versa, and and, and become unbearable sometimes. And some yeah. PM, sometimes these people are just not built for for that kind of stress. It sounds like well, mm-hmm. no human being would be built yeah. for that kind of yeah. public pressure. And the, yeah, yeah. But um. Wow. Yeah, no, that kind of craziness happens. And so this sits alongside, isn't this? Uh, but but ad- adjacent to yeah. this K-pop. is this is this is regular music. Yeah, okay. This this, is, this, this isn't K-pop. This is a pop that happens to come from Korea. Yeah, it's K indie. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just is a musician doing that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it that's why it was such a roar came to such roaring appraise. Yeah. Um, appraisal during the 2015, I believe I saw in like a top 20 tra- albums of that year. Um, sure and uh yeah it, it totally it totally delivered um totally exceeded my expectations yeah because this is like her yeah. third album right mm-hmm. yeah so she's been around for a while but not necessarily yeah, and I, in the western spotlight yeah she started off um she started off with some other bands but but it was more poppy pop centric yeah it's more pop this on the other hand draws from the black skirts was the band black skirts yeah. that's right yeah yeah this on first listen to me draws from a lot of different musical genres like you've got trip hop there's some little bits of um electro in there there's some early 2000s r&b there's more modern like almost chiptune style stuff it's there's takes on um yeah just takes on very um very uh I guess some of the ornamental parts of the album are, are traditional instruments. Yeah, there's traditional instrumentation. Of from course. Traditional Asian instrumentation. Yeah. Um, there's like there's like bits of jazz piano, mm-hmm. which seems to be a theme this week for some reason. Yeah. Um, there's like, you know, a, a, just almost straight up pop, like grime style stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, a lot of grimes. Um, uh, vaporwave. Yeah. Like, a bit of stuff you'd hear from Childish Gambino. Literally got it written right here. Oh yeah, there you um, go. Little, like yeah, right, mm. exactly the kind of soul-inspired modern R and B that you get from Charles Gambino. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, super interesting album and an album that like just that ni- takes you along yeah. with it. Really, yeah, that nineties R and B organ. Yeah, what it's, yeah, what it's yeah, called. yeah. What I've got written down here is Nelly slash Mary J Blige Glockenspiel, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which you get at the start of uh, <laughs> I think it's Room Three Fourteen. Yes. But it's it's like it's that kind of sound where you expect someone to start singing about their boo, um, but yeah. what you get is a Korean lady with some absolutely wonderful vocals. Yeah, yeah, really she nice. Um, and she's kind of macaronic, like she's singing. I would say like 50, 50, 50 roughly. Yeah, I think fifty fifty. In yeah, yeah, English and Korean. Yeah, there are bits. Yeah, but um, I I love the way. Same goes for Japanese um, language. Is that uh, yeah. the whole melody scope changes completely when singing because you were singing with different syllables yeah bit by bit it's very fa- it's it's a lot faster you can reach different notes yeah 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 it's yeah. like two letters per note and like you're you're going through that a lot and that just changes the way songs are sung yeah so they just sound entirely different like nothing you've ever heard yeah it's very very part. cool and then you get a more sort of straight up like actually kind of reminded me of a lot of the the songs that especially the ones with the female guests on the Uppermost album we covered the other week, um, All I Want Is You. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which that's... reminds you of, like, Adams, for example, um, from the Perseverance of Uppermost. But, you know, like, that's obviously m- one of the more English language ones. But just, 
you know, uh, when, when she manages to build up like the momentum with yeah. just these real far away reverbed like to fuck snares, but she managed to build up a chorus that is undeniable, like stadium size, mm-hmm. and then from there, real sing along stuff, but so so small. Yeah, but from that chorus, which is already like mm-hmm. just top tier like she brings it up another level for, yeah. for the sort of second chorus and it's uh, it's, it's huge it's surprising yeah it's really really cool um, it's really what cool. do you think of Forest of Skyscrapers uh, the second track second track mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think it begins you know it kind of continues that um, mm. that foundation that's laid down with Romance and Soul yeah um, I, I think it, you know definitely there are two versions of Forest of Skyscrapers I think there's, there's, the a, sing, state, yeah. there's a single version and then there's this version I prefer the single version a lot more oh, okay that's interesting because the bits you hear at the back coming in yeah kind of weird I can't pronounce it but um, that it's a lot higher it's a lot higher in the mix arpeggiated synth yeah it's a lot higher in the mix in the single yeah but I love the way it works I really think I really think like in terms of if there was one artist that ties together a lot of especially the electronic elements of this album i'm sure you'll agree it's porter robinson yeah mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. there's not really another apart from maybe like early calvin harris but there's not really another artist i can think of that um Just traps you in that yeah it's like carries steam. you along yeah. on that cloud of like just squeaky clean um mm-hmm. synthesizer like sign and saw synthesizers um yeah. mixed with just wonderful melodic vocals mm-hmm. I, you know that like that is kind of what Porter Robinson is known for and yeah. and, and, and Neon Bunny does that aesthetic yeah. so well here so, so much knowledge can be you know got me into that place yeah. as well you know? yeah yeah 100% and and the more organic elements of this album also you you hear in Childish Gambino yeah 2005 know? and just yeah. we, smaller bits yeah. as well um, I, I like Redbone and oh, yeah, California yeah, yeah. and stuff like that too um, the stuff off uh, the, the newer yeah. Childish Gambino yeah um, very somber very lovelorn theming m- music it's yeah, especially yeah, the yeah. last track. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, don't forget me. Is just. Do you remember? Um, uh, what was the Joywave? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember they ended that? They ended the album with like a just completely different sort of jazz piano ballad, like almost like a John Legend song. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of how this album ends as well. It's just mm-hmm. like a really heartbreaking, empty ballroom. Yeah, like yeah. just cool. her sitting at her piano singing yeah. directly in your ear. It's it's really not, good. not much tricks going on. Just kind of what it is. No. Like live when she plays live, it's just her and the, her and two 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 synths. <laughs> yeah, two synths. Yeah, um, because it doesn't because the songs are like you know this isn't an album that the hides behind its um that that hides behind its musical palette or whatever. Like it it doesn't you know it there's lots of bells and whistles, but the songs don't need them. Mm-hmm. They would they would work just as well with a drum machine and a keyboard yeah. and the melody. They, yeah, mm-hmm. and the melody as they do with you know all of the layers that she she kind of drips yeah. over them and you get that with the album cover yeah. as well you know like yeah. she's kind of dripping in gold a little bit yeah it's a great album it's cover. very cool and, and it's it's really reminiscent of the music mm-hmm. um, which i like as well um, yeah no it definitely uh I, I love the atmosphere yeah and it makes me it makes me feel it makes me feel the korea <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 yeah, I don't know if i felt like i was in seoul so much as i felt like i was on long beach or well, something well, just you know? kind of I, I just said encased by a by a city during a rainy night yeah that feel mm-hmm. absolutely and, and then yeah, yeah well or like you know on i think it's is it on room 314 as well yeah, yeah there's almost that like tropical 
like yeah. the, that tropical house feel where it's yeah. it's like lilting along like you're almost you oh, know, yeah. on, on those crystal clear waters of Barbados or something and it ends with this all I want to do is totally that is, yeah jungle yeah. jungle outro or yeah. something um, like she just brings in so much here and it's it's really impressive yeah really but impressive she, she is very much inspired by, by like the, like city living yeah which I love I love I love when trip hop yeah. low key R&B bands kind of do that yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely but this um, is from a totally different universe than what we know it's yeah great. it's life just not as we know it yeah yeah <laughs> but it still has bits like we can compare it to stuff we know still like yeah I think this is a great like I say talk about this all the time this is like a great way to Trojan horse some um, more cerebral electronic music mm-hmm. into your group of friends or family because like it's yeah. you wouldn't even more notice. than more than K-pop yeah nothing you, against a lot of K-pop a lot of K-pop is great but this is different. I have no frame of reference for K-pop whatsoever it, it, it's very catchy <laughs> it's very catchy put it this catchy. way I, I don't know um, anything about K-pop but I know a little okay. bit about J-pop and like putting this on versus putting on you know the set you know pick whatever OVA soundtrack mm-hmm. um, you know in it, your face yeah like it'll it just puts people off immediately and they just kind of even you know as bigoted as it is or whatever but i think you know even with bands like you know bandmate or um you know as soon as people hear the vocals they kind of go oh not for me this is totally different like she just everything about it just blends you don't you barely even notice that it's in korean yeah um Mm -hmm. which is a testament to how cohesive the sound is i think it's great like it you know it is this is for anyone yeah I think yeah I quite love it I hope I'm glad you like I love it I yeah. love this this is like going into my regular rotation this yeah, is yeah. one of my favourite um, albums you've brought to the yeah. retrospective definitely definitely mm. yeah I think I showed I, it was a toss up between this and um, Jambanai which I already showed to you really like Jambanai and I think I, I, I think Jambanai would have been a good pick as well just a dip, yeah different stroke but yeah but, but, but I, I like you know going a little bit less niche and a little bit more mainstream sometimes with uh-huh. these things yeah. and yeah that and this is a great call because yeah. this is an album you could just you bust out at a party or whatever it's yeah. like perfect dinner party music or i've whatever. got a lot more to this where that came from so great. don't worry awesome okay I, I i maybe maybe i'll throw us like a real like left turn next week yeah like, maybe explore different countries maybe as well yeah, yeah, yeah. i like that we'll see maybe sweden my favorite country for music. oh god <laughs> we'll see we'll see yeah but I think we'll, we'll um, I'll just tell you my favourite track then yeah go for um, it. which is All I Want Is You obviously nice, nice. <laughs> um, either that or or um, uh, I Like It's You as well which has kind of a magnetic mm-hmm. man yeah. real chilled out vibe bup, bup, to it bup. yeah it's got a nice but yeah no, it. it's, it's All I Want Is You uh, Forest of Skyscrapers for awesome. me yeah, great stuff yeah thanks for bringing that one to the show Dale. I really enjoyed that um, so I think we're going to wrap it up there at a long 90 minute show so shit man um, yeah so like plugs before we finish um, you can find us just search Kill Shuffle wherever you like Twitter we're on there Facebook we're on there um, and if you want to hear our music it's everywhere it's out everywhere we're called yeah. Revival Mode She's Spotify, looking- iTunes The Kitchen Sink you name it yep you name it we're there so um, thanks for listening yeah talk to you in Fortnite see you guys bye